Welcome to the Two Buff Beards Podcast. I'm Zach Ansaldo. I'm with my man, Kelvin Franklin, and this episode is brought to you by WebFit Nation. The standard process for having a trainer is paying big money for an hour of their time, spend time and money getting to your appointment, work out, go home, and repeat it all over again next week. With WebFit, you have a personal trainer right in your pocket. Work out when and where it works for you and your schedule. 100% customized workouts, meal plans, and even grocery lists. To learn more, go to www.webfitnation.com. What's up, Kelvin? Oh, man, it's been a good week so far, man. I I must say that it's been a, a very, very good week. What what's what's uh what's got you so excited? Why has it been so good? You know, man, well, number one, whenever my whenever like my workouts are going good, like I'm doing good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but like it totally makes sense. Whenever whenever like, you know, uh, not necessarily like hitting a PR or like just feel great. Yeah, when you're just doing like it. having a good session, you know what I mean? Because sometimes especially like when you've been doing this for a long time, like your good sessions are kind of few and far in between, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just the monotony of going in there getting the work done but when you have like a good one it's like a big deal yeah yeah and so like this week has been like a lot of good ones you know yeah yeah i have you changed anything about what you're doing um i've been doing more cardio uh recently what, what kind what um form? actually so i've been swimming three times a week um now i used to only swim about maybe once or twice man so I, I can't stepped, do that i stepped that up and then now i am how long do you go for Mm, I probably I'm probably in the pool active. You yeah. know what I mean? Active about 15 minutes. Well, I mean, including like intervals of rest and whatever. I'm probably in there about 25, probably including intervals and rest time. And That's all that. pretty but, good. Though. But about 15 minutes of true activity. You know what I mean? Of actually laps or, or doing some form of activity in the pool. Whew. I love it, man, dude. It's like the, the now I do suffer in terms of like strength gains because you don't get as much. You know, you know, you know. I don't be. I'm not as strong. When my cardio is up, rather than me just doing strictly just strength work, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's always like something's got to give. Give a little, take a little. Right, 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 right. But right now, body fat levels are coming down. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more metabolically flexible than I've ever been in terms of like using carbs and fats and stuff like that. So this is probably the best I've ever been in terms, and actually, probably in my life. Mm. Um, right now, so like I'm enjoying it, man. I mean, I don't have a competition on the, on the horizon, so I'm just been playing around with different stuff and enjoying it, dude. I've even been jogging a little bit in the mornings. What? Yeah, yeah. In the mornings, I've been uh, doing about <laughs> doing about a half a mile. All right. Yeah, and uh, walking you bring about a the mile. Dog? Nope, nope. Just by myself before I walk. So I'm I'm probably getting. I, I think I've been averaging around ten thousand, twelve thousand steps before. Eight o'clock in the morning. Like wow, you yeah. get up early though. Yeah, yeah, I get up. I'm getting get up early. So I've been doing that in the mornings. Um, so I just been up with my cardio, man. Just trying to do something something different. You know what I mean? Do something different. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Well, we'll come back to that. Yeah, because we actually got to we'll talk about that today. Kind of. Yeah, about. yeah, definitely. We'll come back to that. So hopefully you got something else because it sounds like that's got you moving. Well, yeah, that's definitely. But got what's me moving. got you moving, man? Uh, so what what do you think about this whole iPhone eight thing? Man. I mean, you now you got the new iPhone and all that kind of stuff. You got a bigger I one. I have now. the currently the new the newest one that's out currently. Right. But, um, you know, I haven't I haven't done a lot of research on the newest one, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. But do you, well, do you like the size of the plus that you have now? Yeah. You I mean, used to not when have I, it. When I told you, I was ner- nervous about getting one that big because I thought it was gonna be annoying. Right. Uh, it didn't take long for me to get used to it, and every time someone says the same thing to me, I'm like. 
That's exactly how I felt. It took me about two and a half hours. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, because, like, that's the typically the downfall. People are like, I don't want that big thing, you know, in my hand or it takes and up a lot I, of space. And or, I'll pick up somebody else's phone now, and it just feels like a little Super baby small, phone. right? <laughs> yes, dude. And it's not like I have massive hands. I say, to, I pick up my wife's phone, Timmy's phone, I'm like, this, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. it's just, it feels weird. It does feel weird. It feels weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. feels ancient because it's so <laughs> tiny. Because for a while there, the thing to do was like to try and get the phones as small as possible. Dude, I, I, I had those, like the little Nokia phones back in the day, like yeah. the little small. I mean, because the, the smaller your phone, the cooler you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the Razor. Remember yeah, the, the Razor. Razor. Yeah, the Razor. And now people would be like, get out of here with that terrible. Right. <laughs> I might as well have a tablet that I carry right. around. <laughs> right. We got like small iPads in our pockets yeah. now. Yeah. But I mean, I do so much on it. Oh man. Like it's no need I for got, me like, to use I'll, my... like create new spreadsheets. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Word yeah. Documents on there. Yeah. So it's almost no need for a computer unless you like really, really need to do some work. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Minor technical difficulty, but we're back. We were talking about um, the new iPhone, but we kind of ended that a little bit. So tell me what's got you moving, man. What's got me moving, uh, you and I talked about off air briefly um, just before, just when I got over here. Um, For all music lovers, uh, on HBO, they got a miniseries called The Defiant Ones. And it's kind of centered around Dr. Dre and his whole career. It's, It's really neat. It starts off with him selling beats to apple and him becoming the first billionaire rapper and uh then it immediately goes all the way back to the beginning of him creating the nwa and the gangster rap scene and uh but it's about way way more than just dr dre right 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 um it's really cool they'll talk about stevie nicks and bruce springsteen because um they were involved in his career believe it or not they actually all they had the same producer this guy older guy not super old but probably 10 15 years older than dre um he when he heard of the nwa and dr dre and gangster rap he didn't know anything about it but he just knew it was gonna blow up right and so he was just like i gotta work with you and they were just laughing i'm like who are you like why would we want to work with you how are you gonna help us like you don't know anything about gangster rap and then he was just like just trust me and he was like begging them and then they've been best friends ever since and they've worked together ever since I don't remember exactly when it was early early nineties, maybe interesting. late eighties. Interesting, but this guy in uh, this guy is really interesting. Worth a, obviously very wide range of artists. And, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's really cool. It's all it's centered around Dr. Dre, but it's about way way more than that. If you enjoy music, yeah, uh, or just entertainment, yeah, entertainment in general. I mean, they, they like talk it. about Fifty Cent, and Eminem, all yeah, those guys. They were all involved in his career too. Yeah, yeah. so it's really neat. Uh, I haven't even finished it yet, but it's like three or four hour long episodes. Gotcha. And I'm hooked on it right now. Good deal. I'm hooked on I need it right to check now. Check that out, man. What's so, the name of it again? The Defiant Ones. The Defiant Ones. Got to check that out. Yeah. Got to check that solid, out. Solid. Solid. That's cool. You, you, one more thing before we get started, because I, I want to get your opinion on this because I've been talking to this about a lot of people with this man is that um you know i I believe this is my opinion okay and i and i think this is fairly studied pretty heavily but you know i see i I, you know i used to work with a lot of older people back in the day and i used to could tell one thing that like quality of life used to go down when like certain markers weren't there like and especially one of them was strength you know what i mean because like Man, you see all these people in nursing homes and stuff like that, and a lot of times they're there because they just they. I mean, they aren't you know strong bodied or able enough to like do on their own anymore. You know what I mean? And so, do you do you believe that we should have 
um, all some type of strength training program, or do you are you with the you know the group that says you you don't really need it, you can you can not you can do without it. So I uh, many of my clients are folks that are in their late fifties to even late seventies. Um, I think maybe one of them is even his early eighties, and I do some sort of strength or resistance. I love training it, with man. Each and every one of them. I love it. And exactly what you said about the. Um, strength being a part of like what's um holding them back from continuing right. to live independently right. it's like it's what starts the whole quality of and life nursing thing. homes and things and I've, I've read a lot about this and i tell all my clients this so that they can paint the picture in their own head if you go to a nursing home what's the one common thing you see in almost every single one of the people who live there is they shuffle their feet yeah they shuffle their feet yeah and so and then i've you know if you've ever been to one you've noticed that Absolutely. And so they just can barely walk around. Right. Um, and I, I was doing some research on it actually just here recently. And there's actually some folks who have done some studies on life expectancy. Yeah. I don't know what the exact parameters were. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it would be obviously you couldn't test people who are young in of their course. 20s or 30s. Of course. But it must have been people maybe over 60. Understood. Over 70. And estimating how much longer they're going to live based off of two factors only and it was their leg strength and their foot speed i, I believe and, it and the reason behind it was for instance if you tripped and fell over something like you and i can just you know trip over our own feet or trip over a curb we didn't see and real quickly collect ourselves and just get our feet right back under ourselves and then not only is it do we have the speed to get our feet back under ourselves but we have the strength yeah to hold our body up when you've got a little bit of momentum going absolutely in the direction no yeah for sure and so those two things and i i've actually started doing it more and more where i'll just have people doing like um just kind of hopping up and down yeah. or even just switching their feet yeah back and forth with like um like a bumper plate like a 10 pound bumper plate that's yeah. like one inch thick and they just just try and be light on their feet and just quick on their toes and um yeah so i totally agree with that yeah i make every one of my clients do some type of resistance and strength well training. I, I just i see it a lot in my own clients and the reason why i talked about this is because i was talking about this with a client earlier today um because they they're really trying to like step away from strength training a lot and they're really kind of starting late in general like they didn't even start start strength training until they were like in their 40s you know what i mean so you've already lost a considerable amount of muscle up to this point you know mm -hmm. and so now we're trying to not only stop that from happening but we're trying to gain some so you can have some later in life because like you know we we see people like once you start losing like glute strength once you start losing hamstring strength like there goes the whole trunk dude there goes mobility like you can count yeah. you know and and so once that happens you can just count on something you know i, I hate to say it but something bad is going to happen when it comes to that yeah. you know what i mean and i do want to uh stress the difference between mobility and flexibility it's a difference because getting into certain position is one thing so you could have zero strength and have awesome flexibility um but mobility is getting into those positions and still having control of your muscles while in those positions absolutely neuromuscular control of yourself so okay you can get all the way down and touch your toes but now can you um you know can yeah. you get out of that position with a little some sort of load absolutely because yeah. it's two totally different it's things. two totally different things for sure yeah and, and man, i just i just see it happen too much man and i, I just feel like it, people think that a strength training program means they have to be some type of bodybuilder yeah 
you know, yeah. but it's not like totally it, different. It, you just need to protect your body from from pretty much eating itself. You know what I mean? Like that's that's generally what it is. And even though it, it's once you get on a certain amount of muscle mass, um, and you can tell me what you think about this. My theory is like it's a lot more difficult. Like you'd almost have to go out of your way to lose muscle mass. You do. So it's you almost want to just think about gaining muscle mass now and then losing fat. I mean, you're going to lose some fat with just starting yeah, the program regardless. Yeah, for sure. But gain the muscle mass now and lose the fat. Make that your real concern later because yeah. all you're doing right now, if you don't even have any mass on you and you're just worried about losing fat, well, you're still going to look soft. You're not going to look the way you want to look. Absolutely. And it's as age becomes, as you get older and older, adding on muscles can become more and more difficult and you're actually going to need it more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the number one cause people have to go there is because they're falling, you know, like, you know, you you, fall down, they can't get themselves off. That's right. And they have a fracture or something like that. And and I mean, that all comes from muscle related issues. I mean, if if we get down to it, maybe they wouldn't even break those bones if their bones are more dense, which is here we go again. Right. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) So I just wanted to stress that, man, because I think just people need to hear it and understand that strength training, there's no negative drawback to. It, no. You know what I mean? Like, there's like many things you can find some negative in it. Like, you can play devil's advocate or whatever. But like in this, like you really just can't. Right. And just like you said, people want to put everybody in a box. Right. It's like, oh, I'm not a bodybuilder or yeah. I'm not a powerlifter. Yeah. Like, well, you can strength train and not right. do those things. <laughs> right. So that brings us to our topic today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're we're talking today, and uh, we you kind of already started talking about a little bit about what you're doing with your own programming yeah. is phasing. Um, going through different phases of your own programming. So whether that's, um, you know, going through a fat loss period where that is your main focus and then going through a strength training program, going through, um, you know, if that's what you're trying to do, maybe you're trying to get your lifts up your power, those like one rep maxes, get those higher. Um, so just, again, I'll just kind of let you go into a little bit more detail of, um, why you've decided to do it to yourself, but um, and how that could relate to Absolutely. just the regular everyday person who's just doing it for overall health. Yeah, yeah, no, I, man. When you talked about this, I was like, this is probably the one, the one topic where the extremists really start to show their faces. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants to belong to something. You know, I yeah. think that's where the biggest issue is because, like, we want to say, "Oh, I belong to this group, CrossFit," or "We, I want to belong to this this group, bodybuilding." I want to belong to this group of powerlifting or strongman or or swimming only or yoga. Or, you know what I mean? So we all want to belong into some group when really the true benefit of we can say health and performance. To be honest with you, either one of them comes when you can do it all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. When you, not gonna say generalist, but I mean you pretty much can can put your hand in in every single pod, and and you can see some benefit out of that. Well, you so you kind of touch on the CrossFit thing, and that's kind of what, the past few years. That's been that's that's what I've been into. But um, their kind of mantra is, if you're excellent at any one thing, whether it's you know endurance or strength, then you're likely leaving a hole somewhere else. So you don't necessarily want to be a specialist in that thing. And I think generally speaking, that's what most people need. Yeah. Generally speaking, like just for general health and general general physical preparedness for just everyday life. Yeah. You want to be you want to have a little bit of all of that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want necessarily need to be excellent powerlifting. You don't need no. to be able to run 20 miles. Right. But if you can just do a little bit of like pretty good. That's and, right. You, endurance, a moderate level of strength. That's right. Um, body control, which like in the CrossFit world would be, they, they would just call it gymnastics. Right. But um, you want to have skills in all of those areas. And that's how you're going to be ready for truly quote unquote functional fitness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mine, mine, actually my, like my whole revelation came from um, just true energy, like injury prevention. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, After I tore my ACL in, in high school, it really started to shine a light on the stuff that I was not that good at. You know what I mean? Because we, when I played sports, we were all considered on speed and power, you know, getting from point A to point B at a very, you know, fast pace. Yep. You know what I mean? Where we wasn't really focused on um, rehabilitation or prehab or, or just injury prevention in general. You know what I mean? Like those things, mobility, like we talk about, flexibility, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We weren't really concerned about that because that didn't really help me score touchdowns or, or hit a ball or score basketball. You know what I mean? So... At that point, I started to really start to paint the picture of different. And, and, and since then, I've always done things probably different than, you know, a lot of other people because I just I generally just I've seen what when you specify something, what it can do to you. You know what I mean? Because if I was into injury prevention in my high school career, I probably never tore my ACL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I, I probably wouldn't have because I would have been more focused on, you know, smaller movements, you know, things that single joint movement that may have, you know, protected my knee and, and, and things like that, my, my getting my hamstring stronger, stuff like that. But we wasn't concerned about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now, you know, fast forward, you know, well, how old am I now? 13 years <laughs> later, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm way more concerned about injury prevention and making sure that my performance can stay at a level that I can maintain and not have those huge dips because I'm always nursing some next injury that I have. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, if all you did was lift heavy all the time, your joints would be beat up. Oh, man. And if all you did was go run all the time, you'd have probably knee and ankle issues. You got it, dude. So you got to be able to do a little yeah. bit of everything. Every time that you go hard at something like that, you're always going to face that consequence of something happening because yeah. you, you, you since you're not getting a variety, you're going to have that come out that outcome. Yeah. And you brought up a point about – um, the athletes are focused on one thing, and for instance, football is you know power and speed. Yeah. And uh, I heard somebody say the other day, like professional athletes of all sports, for the most part, they're awesome, awesome athletes. Obviously, that's how they get to that high, high level. But they're not always the fittest people in the world. Mm-mm. They're really, really good at the specific skills for that sport. And then their body is really good at compensating. That's right. But when you get older, well, yeah, when you're in your 18, 19, 20, that college age up to, you know, maybe 30, then you, your body can get away with it. But eventually that all catches up to you. Absolutely, and man. That's why you got to focus on a little bit of everything. Absolutely. I, I remember, man, when I was rehabbing, my trainer had me take um, ballet. Really? Yeah, he had me take how, ballet. How did you take that when you were 18 years old or when you were 17 years old? I was 17. and were you I, like, I'm not going to do that? I was I was, I was, was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do that. Like, <laughs> there's no way. He, and he told me, he said, Kelvin, if you want to be able to control you, you know, your body, when you get older, you're going to have to do this right now. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get some very basic lessons on, on body control in space. Because a lot of times, athletes don't have very good body control in space other than their sport. You yeah. know what I mean? Other than what they do for sport, like in terms of like the agility for their sport and things of that nature. But outside of that, you know, they're not very good in, in certain positions. They, they're they very vulnerable. You know what I mean? Which why you see a lot of like 
volleyball players tearing ACLs or, oh, man, you know, softball players having knee injuries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, soccer players having ankle injuries. Cause just certain stuff they're just not very good at. When they get in those vulnerable positions, they're more likely to get injured. You know what I mean? So um, so he had me do that, and it was eye-opening, man. Like, I, I learned so much at 17 doing ballet with all these – dude, it was like little 10-year-olds schooling me <laughs> schooling me like believe it. taking me to taking me to town like they were just <laughs> showing me up in this little room man and i couldn't believe how good they were at controlling their bodies and i sucked you yeah. know what I mean? like it was terrible i know i wish that i would have done like gymnastics or something when i was a kid yeah definitely i mean i did some sports that helped me out but like i think that gymnastics as a kid i mean just even just even if you don't plan on playing sports, it's just excellent as, yeah. to learn body awareness and body control. Absolutely. And just not be a clumsy human. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Um, so it, just in general, I think that's a great thing for kids to be into. Yeah. yeah. Body um, awareness, man. It, it's so it's so real. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So let's go bring, reel it back in a little bit. So let's talk about how somebody might and why they might um, phase their, their workouts. You know, maybe maybe they love lifting heavy. Yeah, that's definitely. great. That's their overall. That's their biggest goal. Um, but why should they do the other things? Or maybe someone loves doing um, high intensity interval yeah. training, hit training, and why they may phase in and out of that. Yeah, as well. definitely. You know, so so number one, I would say um, is overuse injuries. That that's that'll be the typical thing that you would see when somebody really tries to. Uh, specify into one specific thing. Like, it's really cool to get stronger. I'm not – I love it. Like, I've been in powerlifting meets and all that kind of stuff. But you get to a point to where your body starts to – I don't want to say uh, – how do I say it? You, you, you get to a point to where you specify so hard and you're going so hard that you kind of exceed – that max recoverable volume. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you when you exceed that, then you start to have those overuse injuries, the, the elbow and the wrist and the, the little twins you have in your shoulder and stuff like that. That's, that's when that comes into play because in order to get stronger, you have to really push the limits that you have, you know what I mean? And in, in, in doing so, you get some of those, you know, those overuse injuries. That'd be my number one thing for sure. Yeah, no, and I, honestly, I, I can attest to that for sure because when I was younger, back at the uh, – Back when I was a web fit client, my like I just was I was twenty three to twenty five and like I just wanted to be able to push a lot of weight. I wanted to be able to say I'd bench press X amount or of squat course. X amount. That's just a normal yeah thing that young guys do if they yeah. work out. And even then, like I, I there was a point where I was like, Man, like my elbow's kinda funny yeah. and like I didn't feel great. Yeah. And um, so even at a young age, being someone who should have been as resilient as anybody, I started noticing those things because I was do I was doing the same stuff all the time. Yep. And now I've become, and I didn't ever plan on it this way. I've become like almost a jack of all trades. Like I've done so yeah. much different things. Yeah. And I do it, switch it up so much that um, I don't ever run into those little twinges or absolutely things nearly as often. Absolutely. And it, it it's it, you can go about it a lot of different ways. So we'll we'll probably get into that later. But let's go. I'm gonna go to the second point. The next one I would say would be for psychological reasons. You want to vary your workouts oh, because yeah. you know you can get very stagnant, man, in terms of just straight boredom. You know what I mean? Because you're doing the same thing all the time with the same goal at hand for, you know, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, you know, 24, you know, it, it just gets old after a while. So your motivation level. Sure, I was probably doing the same thing for like six years. Exactly. <laughs> your motivation level goes, it's inevitable, right? I mean, you're just going to go down. So I think psychological reasons just to keep yourself in the game and always looking forward to something, you got to kind of vary what you do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're going to – and even if it's doing something that's maybe not, you don't necessarily feel any um, sort of injuries or nagging little pains, even if it's – even if that's not the case right now, even though I will agree with you it's likely to come uh, at some point, um, you're going to just find yourself where maybe at the beginning when you're doing the, that routine you saw excellent results and then it's just – completely plateaued off and you've been at the same spot for three years absolutely and i was totally that person yeah no absolutely man it it, it, that happens way too often yeah and then and then even more so you lose your motivation because then you're like well why am i going to go put in all this work if i'm not even getting anywhere not only is the actual work itself become monotonous and um become boring because you've just done it so many times day in and day out same exercises with the same implements but your your body's gonna always learn to adapt to the stresses that you're putting on it well if you're not putting any new stresses on it it's just gonna stay exactly where it is you've already adapted that's where you saw those big gains at the beginning and then it's like well we already know how to do this that's right that's right (laughs) you know i see that this this whole thing what you're talking about right now i see that a lot in the strength training community um, for people, because like, let's just say, for instance, um, your typical bodybuilder would say, I don't do cardio. You know what I mean? I just I don't see any benefit to it. You know what I mean? And the, in, 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 although you don't have to do cardio to be lean, you don't have to do cardio to be strong. But what if you did add it into your program? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so what if that you add, you know, uh, 15 minutes or 30 minutes of cardio into your program every other day or something like that? What if you found yourself, you know, having to take shorter rest breaks? You know what I mean? What if you found yourself having a lower overall heart rate on some max effort sets? You know what I mean? Like so so then now we get into the point of where that cardio may help you get in more volume to what you're doing currently. You know yeah. what I mean? And so you varying what you're doing in your program may just benefit you not in the short term, but maybe long term. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh and it, we've kind of used the strength training as an example a few times and I think we just gravitate towards that. Yeah, we probably that's do. Most of our personal experiences. Right. But this can be applied to literally any type of training. It could. Yeah, we can apply it to, to, to anything. Running. Yep, running is a big one. Oh, run, my gosh. And, and I get it because people get like addicted to it. It yeah. really is. They get those the endorphins. The runner's high. That runner's yeah. high. And they just, they just, they're chasing that all you're the right. time. You're right. But if you're looking at it from a physical standpoint, from how your body's reacting, and from a health standpoint, once you know how to run 20 miles or 10 miles or five miles or whatever it is, like it already knows how to do that. Yeah. You're not, you're not changing anything. And, so. and I think that people forget that, you know, running is often not a very uh, anabolic thing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's you're not probably more often than not catabolic, catabolic right? You're not so and, and people that, that may not know what that means. You're not building muscle while you're running. You know anabolic what I mean? Could mean building muscle and catabolic. Right. Uh, you're those, more breaking it down. You're breaking you it down. You know what I mean? Because you've never seen a buff marathon runner no. you know what i mean so so in that, let's use that example a person that runs a lot they, they they they're the reason why they're starting to you know deteriorate a lot of that muscle tissue they're starting to change their muscle fiber types in terms of more long distance so their bodies are adapting to that stimulus right yep so they maybe need to take a day or two during the week to just strength train right yeah or even at the least if you love running do you know maybe right now you do four long distance runs a week yeah well maybe phase out of that slightly and go three long distance runs and one day of interval sprints yeah do that for a month and then a month later you do two and two and then you go 
you know, one in three. So you're yeah. doing more sprints and then, and then you do a whole month of just doing sprints and then you start phasing back out of it. Yeah. So you don't have to take away from whatever it is you like to do. You can stay with that same quote unquote, uh, just for lack of a better term, genre yeah. of exercise yeah. and just adjust the style, yeah. whether it's the timing or the, the um, intensity, you know, sprinting would be much more intense than a slow, sustained. Yep. Because a lot of times that you, you'll just see that your capacity for work gets better. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Especially, I'd say, running a person that's probably focused on keeping that muscle that they have around there. They probably have a better kick. They probably have a better stride. You know what I mean? They probably definitely, I'm sure, have a, a stronger like heart rate while they're running. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I've had a client who was, uh, she had done half marathon before. And then she started training with me. She would do like two days of strength training. And then she would do, um, I think it was three days of training for her next half marathon. So t- five total days. I and mean, she was pretty into her fitness and her. she wanted to improve her half marathon time. I had her doing nothing but intervals, sprint intervals, and then sprinkling a few longer runs here and there. And she cut off 10 minutes from her half marathon time. Really? 10 minutes. Like that's huge. That's, that's huge, that's man. A, yeah, that's huge. She was just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I need to just be hitting the pavement and doing, getting those miles. And I'm like, just trust me, it's fine. She didn't lose any of her endurance, any of her capacity to uh, to withstand those long runs. She just got better and stronger at the short stuff. And with having more mass on her, she was way, way, way stronger. And um, she was, she was actually blown away by the results and it was it was really cool to see so um yeah it's very interesting so you don't have to take away from whatever it is you like to do just adjust the style you know the time frames or the number of repetitions or the weights you know at some point maybe you're gonna have to throw the ego out the window and not care if the guy next to you is doing more and uh that's gonna keep you progressing in big picture for much much longer that way Totally, one hundred percent agree with that. And I totally get people don't want to let go. Yeah, because they, they they feel. I mean, you have that like emotional attachment to the fact that you know I've done this to get where I am. If I'm not doing this exact same thing or doing more of it, then I'm going to digress. It's you like an I mean? identity crisis. It is. I totally get it. Yeah, it is. I, I'm kind of going through that right now. I've been telling myself for months. I want to. I really want to get stronger. I want to put on more mass. Just actual muscle so something has to not give. just changing things neurologically where i can just add five or ten pounds like i want to just make serious yeah. progress of getting stronger and the fact of the matter is i'm going to do that i'm gonna have to take a something couple has months to give yeah and, and give a little bit of my overall fitness and endurance right. and like right. maybe i'm not going to be quite as fast or might not right. have the lung capacity to do what i used to be able to do but i'm gonna you know get stronger and i can get the other stuff back later yeah and on the back side of that you might be better that's the idea yeah because for me what i like to do and i like to do the crossfit stuff yeah if i can just make the weights feel lighter right if the weights are feeling lighter i can worry about the endurance at another time right 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 so um but again i don't even like we talked about the labels and the put everybody in a box that's what I like to do, but I don't even like to say that because um, even though I love the community and the, everything that's it's changed my life and everything it's given me, I like to think of myself being more um, more uh, open to other things. Yeah, well, you don't want to just be just that. No. That's I like, not like who you are. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like to be open to more ideas and yeah. more 
um, strategies and walks of life than yeah. just being attached to that. Or like most thing. people, like we talked about that, like that's they, that becomes what they do becomes their identity. Like who they describe themselves as, yeah, becomes that you know whatever oh, they choose to do. Oh, I'm, well, I'm a runner. Like, yeah, yeah. I just want to be like, oh, that that's that guy that's good at everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't know what he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's jacked and he does a lot. You know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, so right now with you incorporating more of that cardio work, the swimming, how long do you think you'll stick with that? And what are your kind of your short term goals? So I, I like to say that it's very good to alter what you do, you know, every four to six weeks or so, you know what I mean? Maybe eight weeks at the very most, you know what I mean? But nowadays I just feel like, you know, four to six is probably that, that area, you know? And so I'll run with this actually for another probably two to three weeks. And then I'll bring it back down and I'll start something totally different. I think the next thing that I'm going to do is um, start to try to incorporate more hit, um, more high intensity intervals. Because right now I'm, I'm, I'm more I'm more in terms of steady state and some medium intensity work. You know what I mean? Although swimming does get your heart rate up there kind of high, um, it's still not the same as if you were under like a extreme like load or or something like that. So I don't really con- I don't really consider it like real hit. You, you know could I mean? almost like incorporate the swimming with the hit like jump out of the pool and then instantly start doing that some would body be, yeah that squats. would definitely be it yeah that would definitely be it that would definitely be it. so i'm, I'm gonna That'd move to fun. that next um and and right now man the goal is to really improve my work capacity that i can put forth in in terms of strength training you know what i mean because i feel like if i am more cardiovascularly fit then number one i'll become even better metabolically flexible just which means for people that don't know what that means just means that i'll be able to utilize fats and carbohydrates um whenever my body needs them you know what i mean so therefore that works out in my benefit because now i i I can i can vary my food sources even more you Mm -hmm. know what i mean whenever you become you know more more metabolically flexible then obviously you can eat probably more than what you're used to and still maintain the same body yeah. weight and stuff like that. You know what I mean? We're so not going to go into it We're not going to go into that right We're now. We're not going to go into it right now, but I, I think that's a great point because people who go on these restrictive diets of any type of food, whether it's <sighs> carbohydrates and then you're going super high in the fats or you cut out the fats entirely, right. then you're not very flexible. Then no, your body not at all. Th- forgets how to use those yeah, it when does. you bring them back in. And that's where people end up coming up with all these digestive issues and stuff like that. And then we'll just reel it on back in using that as an analogy – if you just lift weights all the time and then you go try and do a pistol squat, yeah, then your body forgets how to just move your own body yeah. weight around. Yeah. So do lift for a while and then maybe do two weeks of body weight only training. Yeah. And then if you're always doing body weight training, then work in some, you know, kettlebells or dumbbells or whatever. And so th- there we go again. It's just about variance and just phasing things in and out. In and out. In and out. And it, so it could be it could be applied in a lot of different ways. Oh my gosh. In health and yes. fitness yes. working out and it can be Yes, food. I do. One of the things I, I wanted to bring up when I was the, the strongest I ever was, you know, when I was deadlifting, you know, six twenty and stuff like that. Dude, I I couldn't <laughs> even do a pull up. You know what That's I mean? Crazy. Like it, it was so difficult. Like I would I would just be gassed. You know, doing. A, 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 but I was strong as all to get out. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. So I just I'm totally with this 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 program in terms of varying what you do because there's so many benefits into it i mean obviously you don't get to say that you're the the strongest or the fastest or this or that but the, what you get out of it long term is 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 just valuable yeah yeah I, I love it i love being able to like if i go to some sort of pickup game i know i can handle myself with most crowds yeah i'm not going to be an all-star probably at any of them right 
but I can I can you hold, can hold my your own. own. I can hold my own. Yeah, and I'll be confident walking into any sort of scenario. Absolutely, and it, it's kind of fun that way. I'm I'm never out of my comfort zone entirely. Absolutely, that's probably the the, the people that you know even having kids. We don't have kids yet, but when you have kids, you got to be something that somebody that's good at a lot of stuff if you want to be able to keep up with them. You yeah, know what I mean because otherwise you'll be paying somebody to keep up them for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, yeah, I think that's a really good point because. The kids are going to get in every anything. That's right. They can. That's so right. So you can't keep up with whatever it is. If and you you're need some, get mo- yeah. Out. If you need some motivation, let that be it. Yeah, because, you're I not going to be able to get to experience it with them. That's right. You're going to be sitting there on the sidelines watching. Yeah, and I mean, I've been to, you know, baseball games where there's like maybe there's a dad who can't throw the ball with his kid, or they go to an amusement park and they can't get on the ride with the kid, or go in the bounce house with the kids, like. You'd rather do it with them than just be a spectator. Absolutely, dude. Look, Zach, I didn't even beat my own father in basketball until I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't throw a football better than him until I was probably my junior year in high school. And my dad is way older than me, man. Like, he's, you know, he was uh, probably uh, 30 years older than me. You know what I mean? So, like, he right now he's almost about to be turned 70. Like, and he was always – but he he always believed in – like being good at a lot of different things, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, so like it, I, I, I've seen it first and forehand, like what it can do for you if you just be, you know, good at a lot of stuff, not just good at one thing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that was an awesome conversation. That was a good one, need, man. It, there's probably some questions of those people who, if, if definitely, they're, if they're interested, they say, "Hey, you know what? That's me. If that this conversation is really called out to me, and I'm that person who's been doing the same routine for however long, and you know, you just need to switch it up." Holler at us on Facebook. Yep. Ask us, hey, this is what I've been doing. How might you uh, phase in or out of that? And this is what I want to get into. And we'll, we'll be glad to help you out, give Absolutely. you some pointers, give you some tips. Absolutely. And, um, and another thing is uh, anyone who has stayed around for this long listening to the show, I just want to ask the hugest favor for you to go on iTunes and search Two Buff Beards Podcast and leave us a review and it doesn't matter if that review is a one star or a five star um, we would just really appreciate to hear some feedback on how things are going in terms of what you like what you don't like and whatever that review is we will we accept positive and negative criticism it does not matter absolutely absolutely let us know any suggestions you want to listen to any things you didn't like uh, if we don't hear it, then we're not going to ever know. And we want to, we're always trying to improve on ourselves and our work. So absolutely, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Give us a review. Um, it'll take you one minute probably to do it. You can do it on your phone right now while you're listening. Yes, indeed. Um, if you got any questions, again, hit us up on Facebook, WebFit Nation. Um, Instagram is, we got WebFit Nation. And then our personal pages is Country Muscle for Kelvin. And I am Complete Underscore Optimization. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.